From the backwoods and the swamp waters of the Sunshine State and all across America and the world, this is the Big and Wild Outdoors. Say, have you heard him say? Come on, man. This one was for you, Bill. You were telling us about this. This is you. Now, if he actually sung and had a voice of an angel, I'd be very surprised. <laughs> I on. do not. Don't you know who the song is? I do not have rhythm. I do not have tempo. Do you know what song this is? No. I kidding? know the I know the the song, but I don't know his name. Here we go. <laughs> that's what you go out for every night when you're out there. Yeah, at least that's what we're, you're telling we're, us. Yeah. We're going to be out after them tonight. I turn around. Uh, <laughs> there, there's some that we lose every now and then. And uh, a while back, I did. I hadn't been out on the airboat much, and I went for a ride with G2, Glenn Grozaffi, and because uh, he was going to past week. No, no, this was a little while back because he had some people who wanted to. Uh, go out on Lake Harney and for a charter, and he said, I don't know much about it. I said, well, I've been there, so let, we went over there to a ride. Saw some good gators. It was a collaboration ride? It was a collaboration. But then it, he, Let me ask you, is he still running an aircraft engine on there, or is he running a, a he has, Cadillac he has He has a, a custom-made like Corvette LS on one boat right now that is his main boat. He also has another boat with aircraft. Yeah. Okay. Engine on, but uh, those those boats are rank. I mean, those engines yeah, just—they are. It's just the the aircraft room that he had on there was. Uh, oh no, no, was quite the flyer. No, well, so, I, so what's the difference between? I mean, obviously, I know the difference between a car <laughs> engine and a boat and an airplane engine, but which one's better on the water? Well, or aircraft does it aircraft engines, you don't have to have a radiator, you don't have to have water, you don't have to do that. It's yeah. air cooled, so it's just you know, it, it's like an airplane. Just turn it but, on and go. You turn but it on you and also go. have to run aircraft fuel in them, or you get a lot of knocking and pigging and running hot. And and if something happens to them, you can't. As Glenn used to always say, the reason why I run a Cadillac engine, because if I break down. All I have to do is walk down to the nearest discount auto parts and fix it. <laughs> <laughs> yes. So it's that uh, makes sense. it makes it a lot easier that way. But anyway, I'm sorry. Go ahead. You, so, so anyways, we went out there. He took them out, and during that night, he got them. He got them two really good alligators, but they lost a big one. And I turned around. I saw uh, this morning while waiting for you all to get here. They somebody posted a picture asking if uh, anybody lost an alligator that had a big rope hanging off of it and a dart, and sure enough, it was it was Glenn's dart that w- had they had stuck in the alligator, and the guy the one thing he tells him, get the float out of the boat, so the alligator can pull it. Well, yeah, all too often these manly men always drop these floats right in the boat. It got wedged back in the back by the cage. And ripped the float off the end of the rope. Yeah. And there goes the big alligator. But here, I sent him a picture this morning. 12-5 is what they lost. So he, kidding? he can send a picture. He yeah. can send a picture to those clients that and hurts. said, hey, 
This could have been you at the end of this rope. I will. Like, I will say this: when you get on, uh, when you get on G 2s boat, everybody has a role, and uh, you know he's usually the running gunner. He's the guy who's steering. He's the guy who's running. He's the guy who's throwing the uh, harpoon, and uh, the guy that's either on the right or left or whatever it is. Our job is to get the float out of the boat <laughs> because you do not want that thing, as you said, getting caught in a cage or anything. You get that thing, throw it. As soon yeah, as yep. it's gone, you, it's, uh, you want it out. And you can't rely on it just to blink and blink and blink and fall out of the boat like uh, what happened on Jaws. <laughs> You gotta you gotta wing that thing either and get it away from it. It is the most nerve wracking experience of my life. It is. It is. Get the float out of the boat. And and then they'll test you every once in a while just to make sure you're still on it and throw the harpoon even if it's not going to hit something just to make sure you do. I was just testing the harpoon to see if it worked. Jerk. What makes it even better is if you're still running, okay, and you're still going and you're going through like a patch. And you're getting pelted by uh, coots and rails and other uh, waterfowl at the or same time. Or when you're time. on the top, you're like, oh, and by the way, when you throw the buoy, make sure it doesn't go with the fan. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Come back and make sure you throw it away from the boat. So, but <laughs> I am I am going to turn around and get out there with Glenn tonight. We're gonna we're gonna take a set of tags that uh, is there and and go out there and. Very can't, nice. We can't get her done. Well, you know, you start talking about the man, and you know as soon as he hears his name, he's going to probably call the show. <laughs> so Bill, uh, uh organic man himself, Bill Burkett, decided to call the show because he's he crazy. I like I like to uh, I like to be referred to as Gator from now on. Oh, <laughs> yeah. For that whopping four-footer you dragged off of uh, the back yeah. of him. <laughs> hey, those ones scare me more than the biggins. Because they wiggle like freaking red worms, man. Grab the end of that their tail. Was, that one was biting the end of the harpoon, which was freaking me out because when I harpooned him, I still had the harpoon in the water, and I even think I yelled out, he's biting the harpoon. <laughs> <laughs> it's just, you know what? You shouldn't expect, uh, it's just not a reaction you would think you'd get from a ranger. Oh, my gosh, he's well, biting the poncho. Oh. I, th- that was that was a while. I, w- I was telling somebody the other day. I said, you know, I- I've gotten to shoot at people. People have shot at me. I've gotten to shoot at people from helicopters, and it's, it's, and that was all in Detroit, by the way. But uh, <laughs> yeah, you know, sure. I, <laughs> I, you know, that was one of the funnest experiences that I had. But I had to keep an eye on my my oldest boy. Trip was with me, and I had to just ca- kind of keep an eye on him to make sure that he wasn't gonna unannounced just jump in the water with a garage or something yeah. Yes. yeah yeah well he is a jungle boy and uh he will yeah. do things like that but uh one of the good things uh, or one of the i should say the bad things the small ones are as bill george pointed out fun to get around but dude they can wiggle out of stuff that you would not uh, believe and yeah I, I guess once they get around six foot or above all of a sudden, they're uh, more power-oriented. You know, it's like they get on yeah. the bottom, try to hug the bottom, and they try to pull against you. Anything, it seems to me, that anyone we've ever caught below, uh, like, six feet and down, it's it's we call them teenagers because they're just wild, oh, yeah. full of energy, and, and they just they don't wear out. And they will snap and bite, and they will spin and spit and do whatever, I mean, the whole time. Whether it be with a noose or whether it be with a hook or a harpoon, <laughs> you know I mean, yeah. they give you a but. great one. So, did Trippy get to? Uh, did he get to pull it in, or did he get to do the dirty work? What did you have him do? 
he he tried to do the uh, bang stick a couple of times, and he just you know just didn't have the oomph in it. So he tried that a couple of times, and then he said, "Here, you do it." So I said, "Yeah, sure." So I got to do all the harpooning and all the, the bang sticking and stuff. But he got to he he did get to you know sever the spine and scramble the brains, which he thought yeah. was even cooler. Yeah. <laughs> see, see, How if I would have been there, we might have live caught it. You know, that's yeah. a, that's what I do every now and then with those, and we we turn around, grab a hold of them, live catch them, bring them up. And if need be, kill him with the pocket knife. So okay, yeah, we'll have to we'll have to keep that in mind for uh, next year. But he could not stop talking on the way home from Clay County about <laughs> uh, next next Gator season. And you know the, the guy that we went out with, he he does iguana hunts and he does python hunts. I mean, this guy was a Florida man through and through. Good. Now you got uh, did you get you got two of them, didn't you? We did. We uh, and 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 our guy Tristan, he was really good. But he said, "Man, he said you guys only are in about the ten or twenty percentile where you actually used your tags in Clay County and you did it the first year." Wow. Yeah. yeah. And and the thing is, you know, those are not the best tags. You know, you get yeah. you get some tags down this way, um, much much higher success rate than than up right. there. I don't know. They got two gators. That's no, pretty no, successful. One hundred percent. Yeah, I know what you're saying. I know what you're saying, though, Bill, because he, yeah, Tristan told me he said the only harder county up there than Clay was Nassau. Just to get tags or to no. find alligators? Uh, just to get gators. Yeah. Well, you know, I mean, yeah. uh, I think there's a there's got to be some hidden gems and jewels around yeah. in, in every area. You know that all the gators are going to go go for anyway. I know that in yeah, Gads, we, Gadskins we County went up there one time. We went on a couple of lakes and there was nothing, and then we go to two different lakes and there was nothing but the you know the water has eyes. I mean, it was yeah. just hundreds and hundreds of alligators in there. Uh, they had their little secret spot, and that's where they wanted to be. I'll tell you what, Bill. You mentioned uh, the pythons. If you get a chance, you need to take your boy and go do that. Yeah, all he that is an experience. You need to turn all okay. three of them boys on that stuff, man. Get them out there, kill them all. It's a little intimidating. I did it. I'm not a big snake person, and it was. Yeah. Uh, it, it, that's was, it an was understatement. <laughs> he, he does not like snakes. I hate snakes. Yeah, <laughs> but it was definitely an experience to go down south, and then uh, yeah, you just grab them and go. You know what? When you, no, that's great. You know, but you got to tell your kids. I know they're going to want to, but uh, you know, I never could understand why these people do the old. Uh, you know, catch and have to get pictures and hold this thing squirming around, trying to choke you out and everything else. Like, yeah, just kill the damn thing. Well, you know, they also yep. they'll spray you too. Oh yeah, they'll, they'll, all over you. they'll yep. stink you up, man. That's what I'm saying. Kaboom yep, or whack, and, and we're done with this. You know, I didn't ever yep, pick dude. up. I never picked up a rattlesnake that I didn't kill first. You know what I'm saying? But it is kind of yeah. cool when you yeah. got this python and you're holding it in his mouth. It's like <laughs> he wants to bite you and eat you. It's kind of. Thrilling? I don't, I'll, I'll take I'll take, uh, I'll take Carlos's word for it. Yeah, yeah, yeah really, exactly. Well, yeah, hey, I'm, uh, I'm about to go see uh, Dave Winters right now. We're uh, we're doing the uh, annual clay shoot out at uh, Fishhawk Sporting Clays. Oh, that's right, that's today. Dang it. Yeah. Oh man, that's going to be a great time, man. Uh, wait, wait, oh, yeah. what, what time does it jump in? Nine o'clock? Uh, nine o'clock. Yeah. Yeah, nine o'clock. Uh, well, they'll, they'll be the uh, paratrooper come jumping out of the plane like a crazy man. And, yep. And are are you going to cook any of that alligator for your barbecue uh, cook-off that you have going on this year again? I think I am. I think I'm going to put it in some jambalaya or some gumbo and, uh, you know, go from there. All right. 
Well, you got to call yeah, back I'll let in. You know how it goes. Maybe call back in next weekend. Tell people how they might be able to help you out, raise some money for that. Absolutely. Yeah. No. No. That sounds great. Yeah. I'll uh. Yeah. I'll call you guys next uh, weekend. All right. You guys be good. Have a good Saturday. See you, All right. Man. Enjoy. See you, it. See you All man. Right. <laughs> Get out there and have fun with them boys. I tell you, if there's one man out there having a good time with his boys, that'd be him. I, and you know what? Thank God he's a ranger. It's the only way he can keep up with those three. <laughs> Seriously. I just wear me out just watching them. Kind of tired thinking about it. Yeah. It's the Big and Wild Outdoors. Going to take a fast break, you guys. Hang out. We'll be right back. You know, welcome back, everybody. It's the Big and Wild Outdoors. Spring Gun, Ben Snowball, Bill George, and uh, Slick. You know, we're 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 uh, working with our good friends Julie McQueen and all those with uh, Carbon TV, and they uh, they've graciously offered us uh, a chance to uh, uh, do a podcast, a live shot type thing on on their on their network, which uh, we're working on. And every time we uh, Every time we have an activity that just happened between the breaks here in this room, it makes me cringe. <laughs> that there's going to be ca- what's going to happen. That there's going to be cameras uh, mounted in here, and uh, we're going to yeah. be canceled immediately. <laughs> well, you know, it's especially since it's uh, well, it's like the old days of cable. This is you know, this is online. So uh, and there's no subscription. It's free. It's all that kind of stuff. So that's uh, even worse. The content, yeah, the content in between can be. Uh, uh, a little different sometimes. A little, so a little shady. I, I still talk to Vince, and I'm like, uh, "Are you sure you want audio to be available in there uh, during the camera feed thing?" <laughs> or you know, and uh, he's like, "Yeah, sure, why not?" And it, uh, look, it's not really anything bad. It's just the innuendo that happens, or whatever it is, or <laughs> something gets taken out of context. I was complaining <laughs> because. Uh, you know, doing the keto thing, and I think I went through the whole keto flu dealio, and uh, I had, like, you know, lower gutty works, you know, bothered me, you know, down here in the bottom of it. And he goes, and of course, Vince goes, well, does it feel better when you rub it? <laughs> <laughs> Which immediately, Bill George, like, goes, doesn't it always? <laughs> or whatever. And we so, heard the 12-year-olds like, ah, yes, he's like, yeah. rub it. Ah. So all of a sudden, we're like giggle kids in here. <laughs> <laughs> You're really funny. Yeah, that's right. So anyway, that's that's these are the things that happen uh, during the commercial breaks that you, thank goodness, don't get to see and hear. Oh, until we decide to put it uh, on a worldwide web uh, network so that everybody can see it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, brainiacs that we are. Uh, a little bit later on, we're supposed to be talking to a, a young lady who's going to uh, call in from Georgia. I That's believe. a lie. We don't have any women that listen to us. Yeah, uh, you no, want man. We got a lot of uh, ladies who listen, and uh, she's going to be calling from Georgia. Killed herself a really, really, really nice deer. I mean, it's a big old boy. But the reason why we wanted to talk to her is because of her way of working out deals uh, to be able to use the property uh, whenever she gets hunting uh, privileges and things like that on property. You know, it used to be in the old days, Bill, you could you can attest to this. You know, you'd see a farm, maybe have some woods alongside, you'd get out of the truck, knock on the door. You know, up in Pennsylvania, that's the thing to do. Yep. Uh hi hi, Mr. Jenkins. Uh my name is Blankety Blank and I wanted to, you know, see if 
uh, I could ask for permission to hunt on your property and and maybe work a deal with them and say, you know, I'll, I'd be willing to give you two does or split it with you or 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 in the case of up in Pennsylvania, hey, I'll come help you bale hay. And that's uh, a great idea. Then and whatever you got to do, whatever chores you need out the, up there. I know I've shoveled out a, a trailer or two of uh, manure in my life. You know? <laughs> uh, you know, things that aren't high on some other people's list. But when it comes time to uh, get you access to do a little hunting, it, it's well worth it. it, I'll, it I'll name drop you on a radio show that I work on. You know, that's how I've been doing it. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, when you're out in the country, uh, that doesn't mean anything. I remember yeah. uh, uh, Louise... A lady who used to work with us at the horse ranch out in Picayune uh, when we had the ranch out there, I begged her for years to be able to go and hunt uh, her woods back behind her house. And finally, I said, Louise, why don't you let me go back there and hunt? She's like, well, because her family's graveyard was back there, and she didn't want anybody back there messing around or anything. And I said, I said, look, I'm not going to go messing. I'm just going to go shoot some squirrels and maybe a couple rabbits and, and that kind of thing. She goes, all right. She goes, I'll make you a deal. You bring me back two rabbits, and uh, I'll let you hunt it anytime you want to, as long as you bring me back something each time you come back. And six <laughs> rabbits later, Braden's hunting for life. So the the way I would do it is, you know, the first two rabbits, bang, bang, those were Louise. I'd put them in the bag, and then whatever I got after that would be over, or squirrels or whatever it was. And the other reason why is because she had – the only area, place in the area that actually had hickory trees still left, a uh, big stand of hickories. And I really needed hickory for uh, for cooking and for smoking uh, beef jerky and stuff like that at the ranch. So that was part of the deal. Two squirrels, a few branches. That's all I wanted. You know, she goes, no, I can't have you out there cutting those trees. My grandfather, my great-great-grandfather, they planted trees out there for years. These all represent generations of, of family members. Those trees represented somebody in their family. So, you know. I couldn't just go hack on limbs or anything. <laughs> you can't cut Grandpa down. Bro. She said, if it's on the ground, you can pick it up. But you can't take anything off the tree. Every windstorm, oh, yeah. <laughs> rain comes by, Brayden's out in the woods. I'm walking out of there with a pocket full of, like, twigs to be able to put. <laughs> it's, it is getting harder and harder because so many people nowadays abuse a landowner's property. It just, it just is terrible. Or, they, uh, I hate to say it, but a lot of landowners associate poachers with people who would use their land or let's just say i start letting bill george come out <clears throat> and he's been coming out and all of a sudden now i have a poaching problem so obviously bill george must have went and told somebody at the restaurant go yeah i've been hunting over there at vince's place for past three weeks and and somebody overhears it or whatever and goes oh so he oh so you can shoot over there ha, and, they, and they ride on your co on your coattails i think that's why everybody is so tight-lipped about it I will share a fishing spot before I share a hunting spot. I know you're more generous than I am when it comes to that. I, I have I have helped a lot of people out over the years. You yeah, know? but usually it's on management property. No, I took somebody this week alligator hunting to a spot that I have kept to myself up until this year. He's the first person I turned around and took out to that spot, and, you know, it's like, it's one of those hidden gems, even though we didn't get anything that evening. It just was one of those windy, windy, cold nights. And uh, 
but it's it's produced well in the past for me, and nobody hunts it. Nobody's ever out there. Wow. You're not going to give up the fishing spot. You're going to give up the fishing facility. You're going to. That, well, that's true. <laughs> you're not gonna, oh. I'm not going to narrow it down no. to uh, exact location, but Which I'd say. pothole? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Maybe you got to go check out the backside of Weed Island over there the by Ross. Grove by yes. the dock. Listen, yeah, it's he not- spent a lot of years with the shovel at low tide making those potholes. Spent a lot of summers at low tide cutting those damn trails through there. I know that, uh, especially on on uh, Weed Island, that was for sure. But uh, I just, uh, I I thought this story was pretty fascinating, and it was nice. Uh, you know, it was nice to see that that barter system still exists today. I know yeah. that uh, there's not a lot of youth that would be willing to uh, go and do the things like you did, what Dale Hay. Uh, do all that stuff, it, and and the thing is, you go into certain states up north. Uh, Maine is very uh, friendly as far as people. I know a number of people hunt at Turkey. You go out, you see somebody out working a field. You stop, you ask them, and it's amazing how many times people will give you permission up there. Go hunt a turkey or something, and it, it's or like, they'll take you right to them. Here, come yeah. with me. And they're right there. <laughs> well, that, you know, this blows my mind because it's not then it's not a regional thing. It must be just a Florida thing. That you don't let people out there unless oh, you Florida's know somebody. A little, Florida's a little. Uh, a lot of people in Florida are jerks, dude. Well, you got to remember that they've been stepped on, beat on, true. poached on, all this stuff for years, and they're just they're sick and tired of it. But uh, I give and you a great year-round example. growing seasons where you don't want people out there in your crops. Oh, that's true. Yeah. <laughs> you know. Uh, <laughs> G2, you know, he's he's been known to rotate a few watermelons through there, and I volunteered to go help him kill them hogs and uh, stuff like that, but he's like, he knows he can't trust me out there. I'll load that trunk up with watermelons. Are you crazy? <laughs> I will load that something and up. And put at least one pig on the top That's of right. those front wheels will be, it. That's right. Those front wheels will be off the ground. Uh, but I'll give you a great example. When we were in Missouri and uh, uh, Jeffrey Scott, a friend of mine, uh, procured us some area to hunt through his cattle connections. And I I was the first one to get to go hunt there. And I met farmer, I can't even remember his name, overalls, you know, uh, cow poop on the front, the whole nine yards. I mean, this dude worked. And uh, I met him, I said, I really, I can't thank you enough for, um, for letting me come out here and do this kind of stuff. I said, is there something I can do for you or anything like that? Uh, let me know. And he goes, uh, when you get done hunting and you get back down to Florida, I said, yes, sir. He goes, send me a bag of oranges. And I went. Done. I said, that's all you want is a bag of oranges? And he said, sure. He says, we don't get them as regular up here as you no. guys got them down it- there. And I went, I think I picked them in the neighborhood. I didn't have to go, I didn't have to go buy them. It was like yeah. free. It was like all it cost me was postage. Yep. Is yep. Orange Blossom still around? Remember them? Oh, up there near Oldsmar? Yeah. Well, no. Oldsmar, there was one in Seminole, too, for the longest time. Orange Blossom Groves. I don't remember. I don't know if the one on Oldsmar is still around. Golly, but, man. Okay, off track. But right. we, have, we have hauled fruit. We have hauled fruit up to Pennsylvania many a time. Who? Oh, hauled fruit. Hauled fruit. Hauled hog fruit. That's what I thought he said. I was like, what, what the well, hell is hog fruit? Make of my Bell's palsy again. There you go. <laughs> Listen. I, I'm not quite perfect yet, you know. <laughs> hog fruit. Look but, at that hog but, fruit up there. But, uh, Is that like pawpaws? Grapefruit, grapefruits and oranges. Because sure. In, especially during the, the fall time up there, you just don't get that near like you do down here. Well, what really sucks is the neighborhoods around here anymore uh, with the greenery, the greening disease or whatever, 
The fruit trees aren't around here like they used to be. You know, loquats, kumquats, things like that, they're still pretty hardy, but anything grapefruity and things like that. Even bananas. Oh, gosh. We used to have banana trees. Uh, the little pond, we were off of Lake Seminole. Uh, there was banana trees. We used to go pick bananas all the time. By the way, speaking of Lake Seminole, guess what uh, flew over my head the uh, day before yesterday, uh, dropping off my daughter? A drone? Flock of geese. What? Through Gulfport. <laughs> this is what I'm hearing going through the air. And I was like, what is that? I was like, those are geese. I look up through the sunroof. There they go. 100 feet above the air. Slick said it's coming up. I didn't know it was right after this break. Welcome back, everybody. Hey, your big and wild uh, fast cast. I want to give it to you for today. It's going to be a pretty good day today. We're not going to have too much. Mostly sunny today. Highs around 90. Water temperature is going to be about 81 degrees. So uh, it's still swimmable for us uh, local folks. Winds are like non-existent. Although Vince, for some reason, thought it was going to be uh, 34 miles an hour. <laughs> I was looking at the wrong spot. <laughs> what were you looking at, Seattle? I, I, I was like, dude, that's like 20 miles an hour just under tropical storm. Okay. And then uh, shooter sunset today. If you're going to go head out like uh, Bill George is tonight. At around uh, 6.52 this evening. And that, that's important to know because that way you're not going to be uh, uh, trying to explain that you're out past uh, sunset. Uh, the uh, Big and Wild Fast Cast for this one is brought to you by Hook. Anglers are united by a single piece of equipment. That actually is the Hook. From a quiet freshwater lake to a salty offshore experience, Hook Performance Clothing is a fresh new look at uh, fishing styles that every angler will want. All you got to do to check it out. The new fishing shirts, shorts, and boots. And if you want to place an order, just go to bigawild.com and click the link. That's all you got to do. So anyway, I got to uh, talk to Bill George about this because I've had it on sitting in front of me for 35 minutes. This past week, they did the little turkey webinar thing on hopper. Whatever came to that when it came to the Osceolas, were you amongst I, all that? I was not. My work uh, with my boss uh, deciding to move on has been a little more than chaotic. But I did turn around, and they had one of the Redfish uh, webinars at night that I turned around and was able to catch. That was the Reds, the Redfish, the red, redfish not red the Red fish. Snappery one. Correct, the uh. Redfish one. I know they had last night or yesterday there was a bear one. They've really been doing a lot more outreach webinars and that. And well, I think they finally realized that uh, maybe that's a, a good indication that people can't just drop everything and make it to a meeting. Yeah, um, but they can go online and watch. But especially after the COVID year, when people were used to doing Zoom calls and all was, the other crud. I, I found I don't want to take away from your turkey one, but I did in this redfish one. I did turn around and I listened to every word that is spoken in these meetings, okay? And I'll go back and listen to to replays and whatnot. One of the things that people said was, yes, we sent out a survey to all the guides and some of the recreational anglers. And some. <laughs> and so it's like. <laughs> That's pretty broad. Well, 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 why would you send it out to there? How many guys, you know, I've, I'm like, why did you not just send it out to everybody? Well, we think we got a, a sampling of how they feel based upon the number of surveys we sent. But why would you not tell? If you're going to solicit input and it's as simple as an email right. blast. 
Why would you not send it to everybody? Why would you limit it at all? It shouldn't be. It's easy. They all have our web ad, uh, web addresses. Yeah. If you go get a, a hunting license or a fishing license, they always ask you for your email address. Well, so I it, just don't understand why you would not just survey everybody. Because that's, somebody would have to read all those emails back, Bill. Well, no, they but, got a machine for but, that. But There's, the thing you know, is, it's a survey. It's check this, check that. They turn around and they peasy. get it. They they then get a, a thing. But what it is is. Yes, uh, we had a thousand guides participate, and overwhelmingly they were for catch and release only. And we had a hundred uh, recreational anglers, uh, and they would like to take some fish home. But guess what? It was a thousand, uh, a hundred. Now, yeah. is that public record? Is that something that we oh, can yeah. look oh, up? Sure. It's all public record. Yeah. How do you think the, uh, Mr. Schneidley over there gets all that stuff, man? <laughs> yeah. No, uh, no, I mean, no. He, There's. There's going to be some things. I'm I'm going to be requesting some some data on that. Dude, he's walked in here with papers before. I was like, dude, would you like break into the camera? Oh no, it's like in a red folder. Hey, his top hey, secret. Yeah, <laughs> he's like, no, hey, I've, I've I've filed a uh, you know uh, information acting and all there, that there's stuff. There's some there's some information that's a little bit more interesting than than that. Uh, I turn around. They did an employee survey. They're trying to figure out how their employees feel about their job and everything <laughs> else. <laughs> oh, boy. That's going to open up a can well, of Well, I will say this. Uh, uh, when it came to the redfish one, uh, what did they say about the stock assessment? Did you hear that at all? Because I, I can't believe how many people are on social media that still want to close because they think that we have no redfish left. That oh no, the red tide oh no. supposedly wiped them you, all out. You have no. You just don't understand. Oh, it used to be it. really good, and it's just we're just not back there, Vince. We're we're back. No, you we're know? back. Well, it, but that's the mentality you have. You know. Well, I mean, if you look at social media and all the guides that we know. Uh, Jim Pollard, Little, all these other guys, Good Wine, everybody else, they're hauling in big old fat reds every single day. And, and they're all over social media. And, I, you know, but I. The red tide made them extinct. I, 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 <laughs> there are literally people who actually think that, I think, because they, they I don't know what they're. I don't know why they're so vehemently opposed to closing it and keeping well, it closed. These are these are the same wildlife people that, you know, they go to the woods and they're like, I'm in nature. They take an Instagram post and they run back to their house just so they can go, you know, add the filter. Yeah. Because there's the, no Wi-Fi. They're out the there. same people who don't like guns. That right. too. It, yeah, there's uh, Alec Baldwin's out there telling but, us that there's no red fish. <laughs> but they go stand in front of a grizzly bear and go, No, I'm not moving. I'm I was here first. Hug I, me. I'm Nature's my, so nice. Hug me, Mr. Grizzly. Yeah. No, they can leave. I'm right hey here. Yo, boo boo. <laughs> but now uh, the red snapper one I thought was very interesting that a lot of people don't know about. You got a chance to go catch red snapper this past year. What a blast. Well, thanks a lot, Vince. Now I they're took extinct. Them all. Yeah. I took them all. Now well, you did. Extinct too. You did. Because obviously they are extinct because actually the quota has been met. So that means that there'll be no fall season. So thanks, Vince. They were in my belly. <laughs> thanks for going out and just raping the sea and taking every red snapper out of there. Which weren't there in the first place, by the way. Yeah, we're still trying to figure that one out. Oh, I, I, I brought him in from other regions. I let him go. What, he, what he did is he, he went and got a frozen red snapper, put the hook in its lip, and threw it out in the water. <laughs> Well, uh, according to uh, the FWC, the, everybody during the 55-day summer red snapper season, uh, they met the quota. The quota had been harvested, and so uh, that means that uh, 
the FWC cannot allow recreational harvest of Gulf Red Snapper once Florida's quota has been reached. So Gulf Red Snapper harvest will not reopen this fall for Florida angler fishing from private recreational vehicles or vessels <clears throat> in the uh, Gulf State <laughs> I mean, and in federal waters. I mean, I'm not going to lie, dude. We slayed them. <laughs> or, or for higher operations that are licensed to fish in state waters but not federally permitted. So what but was the? I didn't hear anything about commercial that. No, 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 they're no, they're no, allowed. They, can, they yeah. still have quota. Yeah, and and if you ever want to get into something and try and figure out how messed up a system is, the 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 Gulf, you know, Council and all the allocations and how many go to recreational and what percent go to commercial and what percent go to for hire. It is crazy. But here's my thing. We're getting chastised as the recreational guys out there. We only get a certain amount of days. But the commercial guys, they're they're dragging up thousands of pounds of fish. But I but, brought up but, a couple hundred. But we have given you we have <laughs> given you sole ownership of redfish. Oh commercial thank you, my lord. Yes. Anything else you wanted to like give us? In this whole, in your graciousness. Yes, I like Ob- it. for the poor. Can I have these bones? It would be ever so grateful. I would. My kids would love a nice bone soup. <laughs> now, it, we're not fishing them to extinction, clearly. If, especially if the commercial are doing probably about ten times what the average oh onshore guy is doing. Well, I don't know. You put Vince out on a boat and all of a sudden there's a hole of fish where they used to be. But it's a Vince paid a guy. Yeah. No, <laughs> right no. now, right now with redfish, though. There are zero percent commercial. When they when they back in the eighties had all the issue with it being overfished, they shut down commercial. That's right. But we have so brought back so many redfish that now I and when I got up to speak at the commission meeting, I said, Hey, you've done so good and we're not taking and utilizing the quote what we have available. Commercial's gonna come back and say, We want it since you're not using it. And one of the very next thing, Jerry Sampson was, was representing commercial fishermen get up and said, we'd like access to that fishery back. Wow. So, so here's the and So, hey, you know what? I, never mind. Because, like, the question, I guess, would be irrelevant. Yeah, because, like, the commercial fishermen, I feel like they're lobbying for their own thing. They're like, oh, well, you know. You, we, you guys aren't catching them enough on the inshore, so I guess we could take them from the. Uh, you do, we're going to help you out. We want to help you. You know, pay us. I feel like they really are commercial fishermen. I like commercial fishermen. Don't get me wrong. I've I've done a couple charters, and we have friends who we have exactly. friends who are commercial fishermen. Yeah. So, but I feel like they're out there lobbying for their own good. They're but, they're like in D.C. out there, yeah. like vote this way. It, it, they are because that's their livelihood. That's but, their job, and that's how they get paid. And I get that. But it also don't don't chastise the recreational guys when you know yeah, the commercial guys are doing much much more than we are. Yeah, don't don't take from us. Oh, well, if you're not going to use but, them, well, maybe just this year was a bad year for fishing. The COVID really knocked down things, and now you're going to take the a fish bad fish had year? COVID. But, no, but the fishing went up. Recreational <laughs> <laughs> fishing yes, did, did increase during COVID but, because it yeah, was outside. Yeah, what else were you supposed to do? Well, it was considered and, to be a safe uh, activity, you know, and, to be outdoors. And keep in mind, a commercial fisherman's job is there to get the fish for the people who can't get out and get the fish for themselves. But now the problem, though, is with all the closures, Those when you go to the seafood restaurant, now you're paid triple the price yes. for that but, piece of fish. But then when you come to the federal fisheries, this is the part that gets that's so messed up is – 
some of the people we know who do commercial fishermen, they don't have any allocations. All that commercial, you know, quota is allocated to certain people, and they don't even fish anymore. They they have bought these quotas and this and that. So now. You have to buy from them. They don't even go fish. They make money, and they never even fish. Wow. Okay. <laughs> All right, so, so I want some of the commercial fishing license back for the recreational guys if they're not hey, doing that. Like, no, no, no. They sell it to somebody else who goes oh, and no, makes no, no, just a little Oh, no, no, no. You can't resell bit. it. That's a, that's, hold on, hold on. Hold on. Wait. Oh, it's you, commercial. You can't, you can't resell something back to the normal guy. You just bought that from FWC. That's Oh, that is reneging on the deal. But you could also, if you have a, a reef permit, you can also take that reef permit and resell it to somebody else. That's true. It's like a liquor license. You can sell that. You <laughs> bought it for five thousand bucks, let's say. You can turn around and sell it for fifteen grand. Yeah. See yeah. That, look, I'm already having enough issues it. with people reselling the things I want on eBay and stuff <laughs> like that. All right. I no. There's no way we're gonna let these commercial guys resell stuff and make profits off the license that people probably didn't get a chance to get in the first place. <laughs> it's kind of like if somebody opened up uh, a not a gator farm and could actually broker deals between uh, eggs and everything else without ever actually actually having to go harvest them. They do. I know. It's, That's it's the crazy. idea. I know. Well, all I hear is. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it is. You know what? If you can game the system, they're going to game it. And uh, if you don't have to go home every night smelling like fish, that's a bonus, I guess, for that a lot a of win. people. Especially if you're a mullet guy. All right, taking a break. It is the Bigger <laughs> Wild Outdoors. We're brought to you by Brandon Ford. Stay right there. Uh, welcome back, everybody. It's the Big and Wild Outdoors. Braden, Gun, Vince, Noble, and Bill George. And, of course, Slick hanging out over there. And uh, it's going to be really nice this weekend. Get out and have some fun. Tomorrow's supposed to be a little rainy and a little bit cooler, and uh, it'll be nice. I don't care. I, I'm ex- I want to see it. I like I like it winter times here when it rains because we don't get snow. It's like our version of snow. <laughs> 60 degrees and raining is like snow to us. Snow day? It is. Because when you walk out and you got shorts and flip-flops on and that cold-ass rain hits you, you're like, woohoo! Get in the car! Let's do you, go! Do you ever wear pants? Like when it's cold? Yes. I've, I've seen- uh, I think I've worn a couple of couple of times uh, when we were out doing a broadcast somewhere. Like flip-flops and shorts, that's Braden Good right there. I've seen them in tennis shoes. Yeah, I've had to wear tennis shoes. Usually, I want to. He's got them on today. Well, I, have to, I, have to, I have to go out to the G today, so I had to wear some shoes. I can't just show up in flippy flops. If I could, I, I would. <laughs> I know you would. I'm so jealous of my children. They get to go to school in flip flops. I was like, you know, in my day, back in the day, you, there's no way you could have gone back there without laces on there. Did you walk here. uphill in the snow barefoot both ways? Exactly. Yeah, right here, right to northeast, uphill. <laughs> there is a little in the hill. snow. There is a little hill there, okay? On the backside, going towards the interstate. Yeah, <laughs> sure, but uh, any other than that, nah. Uh, before the break, talking a little bit about the uh, the fishing that's going on out there and the FWC, and <clears throat> they asked for our input on some certain things, which I think is a good thing. Uh, the turkey, uh, I put my two cents on that one when it came to the, uh, the survey. They sent me that one, so I, I did the... The turkey survey. I was just wondering if they didn't announce anything afterwards yet. I guess they're still I have, compiling. No, they'll take they'll take some of that and yeah. I guess they're uh, still doing that. And uh, they also they <clears throat> sent me out the 
Share your thoughts on the 2022-23 proposed rule changes. Yep. Uh, and I, I did that one as well. And um, those have all been passed already. That was, I think they did webinars from the 19th to the 21st or something. Three Why days. do we have to change the rules every year? Why can't we do it like a five-year plan? Well, well no. Because we waste, they, they waste more money and time and effort to change the rules every single year. This is this is the thing. Hunting rules, for the most part, change once a year. Why? Because there's things that people ask for and things that people want to change. It isn't like, can I hunt a deer or can I not hunt a deer? There are certain rule changes that they have to adjust dates based upon calendar year. So there's a rule change package that says, okay, hunting season starts on this date and ends on that date. Right. Okay? Uh, In addition to that, we have things like... People have requested to use uh, air guns as a legal method to take. It did not used to be legal. And so now these air guns are actually high powered. They can shoot up to a 30 caliber round out of them, completely viable for hunting. Suppressors. So, I mean, su- suppressor hunting. But they should do it stuff. like like the president, you know, they should do it every Why four years. Why should you have to wait? Every four years. No. Because, they, but here's the time. It's, it's Taxpayers' monies and dollars are being wasted every single day. It's not being How wasted. Are they if wasted? It's, it's because wasted. they spend too much time on this crap, and then it gets confusing. How, that's and their you job. Can't out they what spend do. ten days a year changing FWC rules, and they confuse the crap ten out of everybody. Days. Now, hunting, uh, hunting, basically for the most part, is a draft rule and a final rule. Goes to draft in December, November, December. Goes to final February, March time frame. Each year, that's that's our general can't thing. Can we just dumb it down a little bit? No, no, it is, yes. it's pretty. It's pretty dumbed that, down. Yes. If know. if you go and you and you actually, first off, you should go to the FWC and sign up for their newsletters. And when you, I get them. Well, when you when you do that, then you should be getting the surveys. And when you get them, they're usually a a pretty standard yes or no. The surveys were easy. I, I did it. Okay. It was easy. But but and then when you read the rule changes, it's not like. Uh, should a suppressor be used when only it's raining and it's 62 degrees and there's a Fahrenheit, uh, blah, blah, blah. I mean, it's just basically, should they be used? Should they be used on public land? and uh, Or should it be limited to, to private areas alone? And so you have to answer those questions and get it done. I understand what you mean when you say it's wasting taxpayer money, but in reality, that's their job. And if somebody comes in and says, I want to use suppressors to hunt, then they have to take a look at it. And they have to debate it, and they have to see what the pros and cons are, and blah, blah, blah. They have to go through their system before they say, let's take it to the public. This is what it should be. See if we need to tweak this a little bit. You know, should it be allowed uh, in city parks? Well, probably not. Uh, I mean, of course, that's common sense. Well, that's common sense to you and me, but don't think that somebody wouldn't be out there in well, Fossil no, Park there, or Seminole Park shooting squirrels. Yeah, yeah, uh, who'd be whacking uh, you know gray uh, bushy tails out of the trees in front of uh, little Jenny <laughs> Jenkins. That but, in Seminole Park. But yeah, hunting rules change basically one rule package a year goes through draft and final. Fishing, on the other hand, changes five times a year. They need and, to stop that. And on top of that, then they may change quicker than that. When the Fed makes a change. Right. Well, you know, or the governor steps in and says, you know what, I'm going to do this and open it up or do whatever and does his little. uh, And I kind of hope he does that. Well, it's not going to happen for Red Snapper. We've already met the quota. (laughs) 
I know. I already did it. I'm it's, sorry. It's, it's my fault. fault. I'm so it sorry. The one-year Vince turned around and went out there to get him. He, he wiped him out. Yeah. This yeah. was the first year I actually had the opportunity because every time I always had something going on and I always had to go to work. I'm like, you know what? Screw it. I'm Good. going this year. Good for you. Well, and I mean, the same thing goes for uh, Bear and everything else. You know, that has to be, it has to go through the hoops and then we'll see. Uh, I know that uh, speaking of Bears, by the way, uh, a lot of conservation groups and other groups, believe it or not, are now calling for maybe a little more leniency when it comes to getting uh, bear tags, especially out west, because as we've reported on this show, I asked, what, a week ago or so, I go, what's going on with the bears, man? I mean, seriously? Well, it seems that their numbers are exploding, and even to the point where they're maybe going to open up some spots in... <gasps> Yellowstone? In Yellowstone. Really? Wow. Yes. <coughs> in Yellowstone. Well, they're overrun. Heaven forbid. Well, well, you know, talking about the bears, did you see that video online? The guy at the campfire? Did anybody see that? No, I didn't see that. The guy sitting at the campfire, all of a sudden, <clears throat> this black bear walks up in between the guy and the fire, sniffs the fire, turns around, sniffs the guy, and then bites the guy in the leg. No, <laughs> bite, bit of, like, bite, bite, or nip, bite? He, he nipped him. He's like, you're not food. The yeah. guy jumps on the chair. Oh, my God. I smell, I, I smell hamburgers here. Maybe this is a hamburger leg. I'm just going to take a little bite. So of that, and then the video ended, so I'm like, well, what really and happened And his wife sits that? there and says, I told you you should not have wiped your hands on your pants after you ate. <laughs> <laughs> well, now I have to ask this one. It's like I always do when I see somebody going to a, a tunnel underwater, and I'm like, God, I wonder if they ever made it out. And my dad would look at me and go, of course he did, you idiot. There was a cameraman right there filming the whole thing. So somebody had to be filming the guy and Thanks, the bear. Dad. <laughs> somebody had to be filming the bear and the guy. Look at Dean Palmer. He does all those crazy cave dives. Yeah, and we're always standing outside the caves going, I'm not going in there. Nope. But no, the bear, yeah, that would freak me. I don't know. What would you guys do? It'd freak me out. And FWC also had a bear thing this yesterday. Yeah. Yesterday. Yeah. I say a lot of people calling for... A hunting season. I know. I hope it happens soon. All right, we're going to take a break for the top of the hour. Hour number three is up and around Nakona. It is the Big and Wild Outdoors, brought to you by our good friends over at Brandon Ford. Yeah, yeah, they still got cars and trucks waiting for you to go get one. Nice one, too. Get yourself one. I want one. I want one of those new F-150s. Bart needs a new one. He crashed his yesterday. All right, we're going to take a break. It is the Big and Wild Outdoors. We'll be back. <laughs> 